AM 1060 KDUS Tempe Phoenix and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale Phoenix. It's now time to enter the sports zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Here's a shot for Smith. He's got it. They're going to mark him at the one. And you know what the Eagles do from here. And here comes the Eagles specialty. The push. And the penalty flag on this play. Offside defense lined up in the neutral zone. That penalty's the climb. Result of the play is a touchdown. Hurts has got another. Good protection aired out. Valdez Scantling dropped it. Well, Marquez Valdez Scantling, who can just flat out fly, and that ball was perfect. And again, another drop by the Chiefs receiver. Minnesota, but a little bit of space down there. Quick throw, it's Harrison on the slip. Touchdown, Ohio State. McCarthy. Doubles out of the pocket and launches. End zone, Wilson. That had a vapor trail on it. They're going to line up like they're going to go for it. You hear the crowd? (laughs) They're loving it. They're loving the call. Mike Boone takes the pitch. Boone has a blocker. A little stutter step didn't get it. He was stopped near the 15. Kaiser White from the middle linebacker position came in to make the tackle. First and 15. Throw is intercepted this time, and it's Douglas. Rasul Douglas comes in and makes the interception. That's a game-changing type of play. The situation to score just didn't dictate to make that decision right there by Zach Wilson. Here's Bryce Young. He's got time here, and he throws, and it's intercepted. It's Deron Blanding again. Bland looking for another pick six, and he's got Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. Welcome to the Tuesday, November 21st edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7, the Chiefs, should they be concerned about the offense? Ohio State, Michigan, who wins Saturday in Ann Arbor. The Cardinals, was uh, is Kazir White, has he been their best player this season? Unfortunately, he's now out for the season. Uh, the Jets, Zach Wilson, has he been the biggest issue? The Panthers, should Bryce Young be benched? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday in moments of the introduction of today's pipeline. 10-15, our weekly fantasy football update with John McKechnie of rotowire.com. 10-30 or so, it'll be interactive action, 602-260-1060. Also, we'll get to the bottom line and uh, also some local roundup in that segment, depending on phone call volume. Once again, 602-260-1060 at the bottom of the hour. And then the final segment of today's one-hour radio extravaganza it will be the national roundup. That will be topped by some Chiefs and Eagles analysis from last night. 
Right now, on to the pipeline we go. Time for today's pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. And today's question is, should the Chiefs be concerned about their offense? And Corey is here and has the early returns. Leading so far, yes. 86% of the vote there. No at 14% on KDUS1060.com. Kansas City Stars, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey each had red zone turnovers last night in the loss against the Eagles. And the receivers already among the number, actually they're actually leading the NFL in drop passes. Well, they dropped five more passes last night, including two of those from Kelsey. Meanwhile, today's Twitter poll question, who wins Saturday in Ann Arbor? In Ann Arbor, he tried to say. See, I can't even say it because you know, it's a Michigan-Ohio State thing. Uh, but who wins Saturday in Ann Arbor? Uh, Ohio State or Michigan? And, Corey, what do we have here? Reporting the damage here, Michigan leading 80%, Ohio State at 20% on KDUS AM 1060 on Twitter. Michigan has won the game the last two years after losing 14 of the previous 15 meetings versus Ohio State. Ohio State an underdog this Saturday in a regular season game for the first time in five seasons. Meanwhile, on the local front, the Cardinals lost more than a game on Sunday. Kazir White was placed on injured reserve, or will be. I don't know if he's officially been placed on that, but he will be, according to Jonathan Gammon. He has a torn biceps injury. Obviously, that will sideline him for the season. Has Kazir White been the Cardinals' best player, offense and defense, through 11 games this year? Meanwhile, spanning the globe, the Nuggets. The Nuggets. I don't know where I got the Nuggets. The Nets. Let's let's try again. Take three on that. The Jets. There we go. The Jets have a new starter. Zach Wilson officially demoted on uh, on Monday. Tim Boyle is now the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 Uh, is Zach Wilson the biggest reason the Jets' offense has been bad? And will Tim Boyle make a difference? Meanwhile, the Panthers will not bench Bryce Young at least for now. Uh, still employed head coach Frank Reich, who is reportedly on shaky ground, announced on Monday that he will stick with Young, uh, who was, of course, the, you know, he's now thrown four, uh, four pick sixes. He heard the uh, fourth one at the top of the hour there. Uh, but uh, they drafted him first, and they're sticking with him at least for now. Should the Panthers consider benching one Bryce Young? All right, in addition to these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? That's the pipeline for today. We have to those tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Um, anything on your mind uh, falls into the general discussion category. So whether it is from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, sports topic, key phrase here, 602-260-1060. Or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if they're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That will be followed by our weekly fantasy football update. John McKechnie of rotowire.com will join us. We'll start off with uh, Joe Burrow's injury from last Thursday night. I'm not advocating you go out and uh, you know basically you know you know 
get Jake Browning as your starting quarterback, that how does this affect the Bengals' skill players, the Joe Mixons, the Jamar Chases, the T. Higgins of the world? We'll cover that with John and much more. Kind of the, Then we'll go to the usual waiver wire discussion we have on Tuesday. Once again, the bottom of the hour to be phone call time, 602-260-1060. General discussion at that point, 602-260-1060. Remember, we will not be here on Thursday or Friday, so if you have any uh, games you want to get to, I'm sort of kind of ready. Uh, NFL or college, we've done a little preliminary work, so there you go. This is the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLX HD 2 100.7. Ready to bring KDUS AM 1060 into your home with Alexa? Hi, I'm Alexa. Download the KDUS AM 1060 skill and enable. Then say, Alexa, open KDUS AM 1060. This is where I start my day. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. Your home of the Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 a.m. Time for our weekly fantasy football update. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the Sports Zone by John McKechnie of rotowire.com. And John, of course, the big news in the last week is the Joe Burrow injury out for the season. How does that alter your opinion of Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and presumably healthy at some point, T. Higgins? Well, the, it's sort of like the, the worst type, type of uh, fallout effects where, where you can't really justify benching Jamar Chase or, or Joe Mixon or, or, or Higgins when he gets back. You just have to lower your, your expectations of them. So, so you have a guy uh, that, you know, you spent your – uh, a top three pick on in, in Jamar Chase, uh, a guy in Mixon who's probably um, at worst your, your RB2, and all of a sudden you just sort of have to reframe what, where they fit in your pecking order, but they still probably qualify as starting options. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I thought Thursday w- was encouraging for, for Mixon be, because uh, once Burrow went out, and even uh, before, uh, he was getting u- used a lot in that passing game. It wouldn't surprise me if Jake Browning um, is just sort of coached up to do this and and if it's or if not it's just sort of in his nature at this point to be something of a check down artist so i think that we're going to see mixon's pass catching production tick up over these uh final uh few weeks of the season whereas chase it's going to be a little bit tougher for, for him to you know have the monster target games i think he can still be effective on a per target basis i guess the way i would frame it uh as far as uh, other comparisons that we can draw on is Kind of like what Garrett Wilson has been able to do this year, maybe maybe to a lesser extent. Although I wouldn't go so far as to say that, that Zach Wilson is a whole lot better than, than what Jake Browning showed uh, that this past Thursday night. So I think that there's still hope there for, for um, things to click. It, maybe you're you're not counting on the touchdown production so much from Chase, but I still think that he's going to be a viable fantasy player going forward. There's been some really bad quarterback play in the NFL this year, and you know, ten rookie quarterbacks have certainly contributed to that. Have started at least one game. Is Browning, you know, even a thought as a you know option in the two quarterback league? In in two quarterback leagues, I think you know when if you're looking for someone that that has a pulse, you know, someone that, that's going to be starting uh, the rest of the way, that then he certainly qualifies. It depends on what other. Uh, quarterbacks could, could potentially be out there on, on your waiver wire. Like, would you would you go to him or would you go to Tim Boyle? 
um, uh, of the Jets, who's now going to be replacing Zach Wilson, Tommy DeVito, who actually looked you know, kind of good uh, th- this past <laughs> Sunday against Washington. Like they, they, they fall into a very similar bucket. So you, you're not feeling great about your team if you're having to start any of those three guys. And, and you know, if it's, a, if it's a super flex league, it might be one of those rare instances where it's like, I am not going to use the super part of the flex equation there. I'm going to just use a, uh, use a, a normal position player and not a quarterback in that spot because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to have my ceiling capped at like eight points. That makes sense. Okay, so on to the usual routine here, at least most weeks, except the last couple of weeks I've kind of varied away from this. But let's go back to the usual. You know, let's start with the running backs uh, on the waiver wire. You know, anybody we should be targeting this week? Well, Aaron Jones got, got dinged up this past week, so we'll have to, to see um, his availability, availability going into Thursday. So it's a short week. Um, they don't think it's a serious injury, but even still, if you leave a game and then you have another game uh, just a few days later, um, it becomes much trickier to, to have much in the way of expectations for a guy uh, like Aaron Jones. We've, we've seen Patrick Taylor uh, take on some work in Jones's absence earlier this season, so it wouldn't surprise me if he gets into the mix on Thanksgiving Day against the Lions. Emmanuel Wilson has also been used a little bit out of that Green Bay backfield, um, so that those could be the primary options. Uh, behind A.J. Dillon, although, you know, unfortunately for, for us, it's not clear which one of those two guys between Taylor and Wilson will be that, that true number two behind Dillon if Aaron Jones is out for that game. So you're a little bit just kind of having to play the speculation game. But but even still, um, I, I think that the, the Packers uh, backup running backs are, are kind of where you start the discussion this week, although that that is to, to say that that's making sure that Zach Charbonnet um, is not available on, on your waiver wires because he, he's been fairly available um, over the course of this season. I think people were, were pretty uh, uninspired by, by what he did the first four weeks before Seattle's bye. And, you know, he's been getting snaps, but it's been kind of empty calories, not getting a ton of usage on a per-snap basis. Um, but with Kenneth Walker dealing with that oblique injury now, and, and also you tack on the fact uh, that Geno Smith is banged up, you're probably going to see a more run-heavy approach from the Seahawks, but unfortunately for, for anyone that's going to be able to pick up Charbonnet this week, this isn't a great spot for him, right? Because if you're in San Francisco, (laughs) yep, exactly. Right. So that they're, they're at home as, as a touchdown underdog, that line has moved like three and a half points um, since Gino got, got hurt on Sunday. So you're not really expecting um, a ton from Charbonnet, but I think if nothing else, the, the, the workload projection looks pretty good for him. The efficiency, the touchdown upside might not really follow that uh as much as as we might like but i think that he could still be useful at this stage if if, you know you're 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 really struggling for a flex option or or a second uh running back option uh for this week and then you know with with devon a chan uh getting dinged up this past week and them being on a short week of course playing on on black friday um jeff wilson who was in a healthy scratch this past weekend um i personally have dropped him in some spots probably going to have to you know tail tuck between my legs go back to the well and, and try to scoop him up where, where i can because if a chan uh is to miss some time here i think that that he's interesting i know savan ahmed uh definitely got some run on sunday in a uh, chan stead but uh, dollars to donuts i do believe wilson to be the better player overall i know sometimes that doesn't matter if, if a coach thinks that a certain guy fits his scheme in a particular way but wilson obviously has plenty of experience with, with mcdaniel dating back uh, to, to his days in San Francisco. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if Wilson uh, gets back onto the radar if HN misses time. 
And, of course, the Dolphins and Jets play on Friday. So that's another right. dynamic there. Uh, Roshan Johnson, um, is he out there? I mean, he might be the guy in the Bears' backfield now, I think. Maybe? <laughs> it, it's such a moving target with the Bears, and that, that's, that's been my concern with, with them uh, th- throughout the season and, and during draft season as, as well. You know, you, you look at uh, Khalil Herbert as a, as a potential option, and he does well at, at certain points, and then he hits injured reserve. Deontay Foreman does well in his set. And then he gets dinged up this past Sunday. So Roshan Johnson, among like the Bears that might have a pulse uh, for for this week, I think that he could make some sense. They play Monday night, so there's a little bit of extra time there for for Foreman uh, to get back in the mix. But I, I did think uh, one of the kind of notable box score developments for, from the Chicago game this past weekend with Justin Fields coming back, that he had 18 carries. So yeah. I, I think that 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 was you know far and away his highest count. Um, on the season, so we could be running into a situation sort of like what we saw when Fields was going off late in the year last year where it wasn't passing that, that was really getting it done uh, from a fantasy perspective for him. It was, it was him being really willing and active as a runner, and I do wonder, you know, coming off of that thumb injury, if he's a little bit more hesitant and the Bears uh, themselves are a little bit more hesitant to, to have Justin Fields push the ball down the field 25, 30, 35 times in a certain game. So if the thumb is comfortable as far as running it goes, but by comparison, then Fields probably it does project for you know 12 to 15 carries a week going forward. They do have the bye coming up on the other side of the Monday night game, so maybe mm. uh, that shifts back. And this is just a short-term uh, development as far as how the, the Bears' offense is structured. But I think in the interim, you do have to be concerned when looking at these Bears running backs. Uh, that Fields could be eating a lot off their plate. I have a running back suggestion here. There's a kicker involved, though. You know, the Cardinals have been awful against the run for weeks now. Kyron Williams is expected to be activated this week by the Rams. He had 158 yards in the first meeting against the Cardinals this year. My kicker here is, is, is Williams available in most leagues? If so, I guess you that'd be a nice pickup. I think, given the length of his absence, teams that were that wanted to hang on to him through, throughout uh, the time that he's been on injured reserve, there's a you know a non-zero chance that they've had to move off of him to, to fill other roster spots. You know, all the all the bye weeks over these last few weeks and everything like that. There's probably been some tough roster decisions that, that have had to be made where Kyron Williams had to get cut. Um, and I, I think at this stage, uh, if Williams is activated, it's obviously a great matchup uh, going up against the Cardinals and, and their run defense specifically. So, yes, if, if he's out there and available, uh, like you said, I think that he's definitely a, a priority type of ad for this week because we, we know that the Rams, um, they, they can be a little bit funky with the running back usage, but early in the season it, w- it was Williams and only Williams in that backfield. So I think we're going to see the likes of Royce Freeman and Darrell Henderson uh, kind of f- fade back in, into the uh, fantasy mm-hmm. background, uh, provided uh, that, that Williams is activated this week. And the Cardinals without Kaiser White now for the rest of the season because of the injury on Sundays, and he's been their best player this year, offense and defense, so he's out for the year. All right, John McKechnie from rotowire.com calling the sports zone. On to the wide receivers. Anybody we're targeting this week? Well, it's it's pretty slim pickings as far as that goes, but I, I will say that um, when you look at, at the Green Bay passing attack, it's gotten a little bit better. Uh, in in recent weeks, I think you can definitely point to that. I mean, Jordan Love, not someone that you totally want to attach yourself to for, for fantasy purposes. I know Christian Watson has been a huge bust this year and everything like that. 
Um, but um, I think that the Packers are, have been pretty shrewd with, with the way that they drafted the receiver position for the most part. And one of those guys is Dontavian Wicks, the, the rookie out of Virginia. Always loved his production when, when he was with, with the Cavs. And I, I think that he's starting to, to come on a little bit. And I, I think Jaden Reed also is someone that, you know, in, in your 10-team type of leagues, probably kicking around on, on the waiver wire. I think both those guys um, are, are fringy options that, that could actually be, be involved here this week specifically against a, a Lions defense that, that is really, really up and down. Uh, and I, I think the Packers, you know, this is a division game. The Lions went into Lambeau and, and crushed them earlier this season. Lions flying high. It wouldn't surprise me with the way that the Packers have played the, the last two weeks. They played the Steelers very close a couple weeks ago uh, where, the, where the Packers keep things pretty close here. Um, and if there's no Aaron Jones, they're probably going to have to lean on the pass a little bit more. So take a look at those Green Bay receivers. See if any of those guys uh, that are playing snaps, getting targets, are out there on your waiver wire. Against the Lions pass defense this week, too. So that uh, could be a plus for sure. All right, uh, Calvin Ridley. I know you know he's been disappointing. I don't know. If, I think he, you know, I'm sure he got dropped in some leagues. Team, team, I'm sure some owners got frustrated. You know, last week Jacksonville changed the offensive scheme a little bit. Lawrence more under center, a lot more rollout stuff, and Ridley uh, benefited. So uh, is Ridley out there in many leagues? And if so, I guess he's a mandatory ad if he is available. Well, but I'm a, I'm a tough guy to ask this question to because I've. I'm so uh, invested in, in Calvin Ridley, shall, shall we say, to where it's like, well, I haven't seen him available on waiver wires anywhere because he's always on my team still. So um, I, I've not <laughs> lost the faith. Or, or I've certainly lost the faith and wavered, but not to the point where um, I, I've gone ahead and cut Calvin Ridley. I, you know, truly, I, I can't blame anyone for, for cutting Ridley after uh, the way things went uh, through October and, and into the early part of November, basically up until this past weekend, and, and you know, you, you brought up an interesting point about um, the, the offensive structure changing a little bit, and I think it's also interesting, I, I did see the, the split out there that uh, all three games in which Calvin Ridley has, has gone over 100 yards this year, Zay Jones has been a factor. Zay, right. Zay Jones has been active, and you know, he's yep. been dinged up a lot this year, but it, it's weird to say that, that a one receiver is, is that dependent on another in, in the sense that uh, – Zay Jones isn't drawing a ton of targets or anything, but I guess what he does what uh, to the defense as far as having to respect the deep ball opens things up for Ridley, uh, you know, in the intermediate part of the field along the boundary and, and you know, allows him to kind of uh, do the things that we were expecting going into this season. So I don't know if, if uh, just beating up on the, on the Titans is enough to, like, signify this big sea change uh, for the Jaguars, but I still think that Ridley – um, is someone where if he is available uh, in your in your leagues, I think that he's definitely someone to, to consider picking up and, and you know probably prioritize that one. Huge game that this week in te- in uh, Houston facing the Texans. They need to even up that season series. Otherwise, the Texans take the lead in the AFC South with two wins over the Jags. So um, I, yep. I, I think this is a huge game. And, and Ridley, I think after last week, I, I, you know who's who's to say the Lightning can't strike twice as, as far as that is concerned. I mean, he's a guy that we were drafting early third round by the end of, of draft season. Um, and then moving beyond that, I think with the Mark Andrews injury uh, in Baltimore, we're going to see a lot more target distribution out to the wide receivers. Obviously, Zay Flowers is going to be rostered in pretty much every league, but um, Odell Beckham is someone that I've seen on, I'd say about the like half the waiver wires in, in the redraft leagues that I play in. 
Um, I'd be willing to pick him up. You've got to keep an eye on his injury status, of course, because he, he did bang up his shoulder uh, at the end of that big catch on, on Thursday night. But he's been looking a lot better of late. He looks like he still actually has it a little bit. So um, I, I think that we're going to see the Ravens go more with, with heavy wide receiver sets. Um, so uh, Beckham definitely interesting to me in that sense. And Bateman also catching the touchdown this past week has been looking a little bit better since that disastrous game in Pittsburgh. So both those Baltimore receivers, I think, are going to start to see a lot more work. Okay, you mentioned Mark Andrews' injury. Let me jump to the tight ends here. Uh, Isaiah Likely, is this like a free-for-all to pick him up? (laughs) It's a free-for-all, you know, especially among those who who lost Andrews or or have just been kind of looking for answers at at tight end over the course of the season, you know, having to start your Tyler Conklins of of the world and, and so on. So, um, you know, a couple years ago when, when the Ravens had two fourth-round draft picks, they already had Mark Andrews on the team, and they still went ahead and drafted two tight ends uh, in, in that class, in that round, uh, with Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler. I thought that was interesting, but, I mean, in, in hindsight now, with, with Andrews being out, it looks like a, a move that uh, was shrewd and allows them to have a bit of a safety net at that position. I don't expect Isaiah Likely to, to do anything close to what Mark, Mark Andrews uh, has been doing over the course of this season. But I think, you know, we saw flashes from him last year. Hasn't really done a ton yet this year, but he's obviously going to get pressed into more action. So I would say, you know, Isaiah Likely is probably worth about 10% of your budget if you can swing that. Um, and, and beyond that, um, it, I would do a backup bid on Charlie Kohler because he's someone that was really impressive as far as his uh, pass-catching production at Iowa State. He was Brock Purdy's right. number one target basically uh, the entire time. Uh, that they were there in Ames. So if you don't get likely, I still think that Kohler is worth picking up. And then in your dynasty leagues, I'm a little bit interested in, and again, this is coming from someone that pays probably too much attention to the Ravens, Travis Vakolik, who was a a, uh, preseason star out of Nebraska. Uh, I think he might get activated onto the 53-man roster. Interested to see if if he ends up uh, making any noise here over these next couple weeks. But again, that's more of a deeper format or, or dynasty type of thing. Okay, last up, quarterbacks. There aren't any buys this week on the Thanksgiving week. Is anybody out there? Is there demand for quarterbacks? I don't know. Other than if you have Joe Burrow, I guess. I'm not sure there is. Right, exactly. So, I mean, you you know, your your guys like Tim Boyle, he's going to be moving into the starting role, um, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jake Browning, uh, who's who's also going to be moving into that starting role moving forward. But if you're playing in one quarterback leagues, what you're probably looking at out there is like your Kenny Pickett's, your Bryce Young's, uh, your Gardner Minshew's. Uh, I, I suppose DTR could be worth a, a look. You know, he was much better this past week against the Steelers than he was in his his debut against the Ravens. He can run a little bit. We know that from from his time at UCLA and a little bit uh, this, this past weekend. So DTR is definitely someone to consider if you need to to pick up a, a quarterback. But but frankly, in one quarterback leagues. I think you know you're either set with what you have, or you're going to be probably looking at a no playoff berth type of season and having to start someone like a I don't know like a Gardner Minshew uh, the rest of the way. So it, it, I wish that there were clearer and cleaner answers as far as quarterbacks go on the waiver wire this week. But we are entering that that crucial phase last week of the regular season in a lot of spots uh, where you know you, you might be sunk if. if if you've been one of the unfortunate teams that has suffered some quarterback attrition. 
Okay, away from specific uh, waiver wire things, one other quick thing here. It is Thanksgiving week. we got three games on Thursday. we got a game on Black Friday. Normally, I'm less than thrilled when I have fantasy players on Thursdays. Uh, do you have the same viewpoint there? Uh, I, I do if it's a standalone, but, but because there's four games worth of action before Sunday, you feel a little bit less uh, consternation about starting someone because, um, you know, I think that you just have a, a larger uh, playing or slate and sample to, to be using and, and uh, drawing from. Uh, so, again, I, I think if you look at the teams that are playing on, on Thursday, I, I think there's injury concerns with, with Green Bay and their uh, running back room. I think that there's some concern, obviously, with, with the entire Seattle offense, depending on what Geno Smith's uh, status is. But beyond that, I mean, I, I think, you know, even if with, the, with a tough matchup, I think you could squint and see a way in which, you know, Sam Howell is, is worthy of a start this weekend, even in a tough spot against Dallas. I think you could see Terry McLaurin uh, by extension and even maybe Brian Robinson a little bit uh, being, being viable this week. You're going to fire up your 49ers as you normally would. You would fire up uh, your, uh, your Lions as you normally would and, and your Dolphins as well. So it, it, I know that it, it generally, to your point, is a bit of a uh, – it adds a bit of a headache to your lineup decisions uh, with the Thursday calls, but because there's so many games before the weekend uh, in week 12, I, th- I think you know get, there's reason to be a little bit less worried about it. Okay, John, let everybody know how to uh, listen to you other than this outstanding segment weekly with us. <laughs> well, outside of that, if you, if, if you can handle more John McKechnie on the airwaves, uh, we are moving yeah. up the uh, Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast uh, to Wednesday this week. We are not going to record on Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to be busy eating, as will Mario, and watching football. So we're going to do it on Wednesday. And we also do the Rotowire uh, sports betting podcast uh, with an NFL focus. We break down every single game. Uh, we come up with our favorite bets uh, for, from the week. And we also put together our favorite parlays and teasers every single week. And we've been doing okay with those um but we will also be recording that tomorrow those will be available in your podcast feeds and they're also uh live streamed on our youtube channel so rotowire over on youtube you'll find us there you can watch it live or you can watch it uh cataloged on there once we finish recording john always good talking to you have a good uh holiday week and we'll talk to you next week thanks likewise happy thanksgiving to, to you and everybody out there thanks again and uh I'll catch you next week all right, good deal. John McKechnie from rotowire.com, and uh, good luck to everybody out there in the fantasy world this week. All right, next segment, phone call time. If you want to jump aboard, 602-260-1060. we got some time when we come back. Depending on phone call volume, uh, we'll get to a little, little, just a little bit of the local roundup. Bottom line, I'll definitely get to that for the pipeline questions for today with only the one hour today. We'll answer the poll questions now and the uh, – Three pipeline questions I have in addition to the two poll questions. We'll get that all taken care of when we start the next segment. Uh, Don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow. And we're only here three days this week, and we're moving the Friday spread to Wednesday. So tomorrow we will preview in the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. We will preview all the top college and NFL games from basically Thursday through Sunday of this week. So just a couple days ahead of time. So that will be tomorrow during the Extra Point. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7.
It's time for today's local roundup. All right, welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, phone call time to the KDUS hotline 602-260-1060. We'll get to your phone calls in just a couple of minutes. First up, the bottom line from today's pipeline. And we'll answer the poll questions in this hour because uh, no extra point today on this Tuesday, which is the case every Tuesday. Kayla's got corporate duties and all kinds of things, Valley Focus and all kinds of stuff that... She has, uh, that is more important than doing an extra point on Tuesday, which I totally understand. She hasn't, she's only got 24 hours in a day and she works like 25 already. Uh, so quickly, the bottom line for today, our poll question today at kdus1060.com. Should the Chiefs be concerned about their offense? The bottom line is they've got offensive issues. They lead the NFL and drop passes. They dropped four more last night. Their offensive tackles struggle on pass protection. And last night, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Travis Kelsey had red zone turnovers in that close loss, the one-score loss to the Eagles. Twitter poll question today, who wins on Saturday in Ann Arbor, Ohio State, or Michigan? The bottom line, I hate to say this, I've got Michigan 20-13 to 13 beating the uh, non not-so-mighty Buckeyes anymore. Hopefully I'm wrong about this. Uh, I do think it'll be obviously 2013. I would think it's going to be a defensive struggle. And there's a possibility for snow and high winds in Ann Arbor on Saturday. Meanwhile, other poll questions today. The Cardinals, is uh, Kaiser White the best player on their team this year? Unfortunately, White now out for the rest of the season. And I've been saying for two, three weeks running now that he is their best player this year. You know, the other candidate's James Conner, but Conner missed more than a month because of injury. White, until this week, had played every snap, according to the Cardinals' website. Uh, for the season, he played every snap. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson, is he the biggest issue for the uh, Jets' offense this year, and does uh, Tim Boyle make a difference? The bottom line, the Jets' offensive line has been the biggest offensive problem this year, and that's something that I talked about in the offseason uh, that their offensive line was atrocious. Then they've had a couple of more injuries, and they're even more atrocious. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers thing, you know, I don't know if you know. I obviously got hurt four snaps into the season, but had he not been injured four snaps into the season, I don't know if he would have survived the season. Quite frankly, should the Panthers consider benching Bryce Young? I think this is an absurd question. We stole this off NFL Network yesterday. Uh, the Panthers, uh, you know, they selected Bryce Young first, and they're not going to basically demote him, you know, before the end of his rookie season. Okay, that's a quick bottom line for today. On the phone lines we go, Monroe and Glendale. What's going on, Monroe? Hello, Bob. Hello. I guess you've heard of the news about Matt Canada being fired. Yep. Um, I want to be the first to say that the students' problems extend beyond Matt Canada. And if you just look at the offense, he doesn't coach the offensive line. He does not or he doesn't. He does coach, the, and he also didn't draft the quarterback who sucks. Is absolutely yeah. awful. He 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 does he he doesn't coach the receivers who frequently run short of the line of the game, and the quarterback. There's some dispute about his engagement with the quarterback, but if you notice, you know, apart from the fact that you believe he absolutely sucks. He won't throw the ball in the middle, and he's taken some sacks specifically for that reason. 
Uh, mm. And I'm not sure why, but it's been said that that the they're discouraged from throwing the ball across the middle to keep from turning the ball over. Uh, at, at any rate, I'm not opposed to the change. I just think it's bigger than than Matt Canada. Uh, but you have to get that off the table so people can look elsewhere. No, I think it's actually not a bad thing to do now because you know maybe they uh, if they're still they still have some hope for yeah. You know, if Kenny Pickett had not gone to University of Pittsburgh, I wonder if they would have run his ass out of there by now. And the fact that they you know, foolishly drafted him in the first round, which was hilarious in itself, but he's really, really bad. And yeah, you know, I'm not disputing your you know the offensive line's not good, and they had no chance for the most part against the Browns the other day because of that. But he had plenty of opportunities, maybe plenty, a handful of opportunities to make plays and did just missed receivers. And you know they, yeah, he had not, Johnson he had he. He had Johnson wide open on a play, and he threw the ball 10 yards out of bounds. Yeah, I saw that. I, I thought of that. I saw Patrick Mahomes do that, and I thought, hmm, that's an errant pass. But, but my, point, my point is, is that I'm not, I'm not dismissing him. I'm just saying don't expect major changes because Matt yeah. Canada is gone. You can I agree see, with that. Warren had 129 yards and only nine touches. Why is that? Right, uh, you can you can see areas where a different coordinator may help, but I don't know that there's this guy because he's another in-house guy, and yeah. the problem is in-house. It's 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 a philosophical problem. It's an endemic problem that they just don't seem to want to address. And it's 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 a problem in the NFL, and that's a lack of player development. No, I don't disagree with that. Are, a Go lot ahead. of these guys Sorry. are just not ready for the NFL, no matter who they are. They need yeah. to be developed, and until you can come up with some plan to do that, we're going to continue to have poor offensive line play, poor poor defensive back don't know how to look for the ball. And you can go on and on and on. But I, I just think that this, this notion that Mad Canada was the major problem is going to – be proven not to be the case. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, Monroe, have a good Thanksgiving. I appreciate it. Thanks much. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, Monroe and Glendale. Uh, yeah, I will also say that, you know, back to the Warren thing, I don't think there's anybody in the NFL that actually thinks that he could survive if he had like 15 touches per game. He's just not physically strong enough to do that. Much like the Jameer Gibbs thing in Detroit, people lose their mind that he doesn't get the ball like every play. He's physically not equipped to do that. Uh, you know, they thought that at Georgia Tech. They thought that at Alabama. They used him properly. The Lions are using him properly. Also, the Lions have you know offensive weapons, and David Montgomery is a tremendous between-the-tackles runner. You know, I don't think that Najee Harris is a good between-the-tackles runner. I think he was a good college player. He's been a major disappointment in the NFL. All right, next segment, we'll wrap up today's one-hour radio extravaganza uh, with the National Roundup. We'll get to a little bit from the uh, game last night and whatever else I can jam into the final segment of today's one-hour radio spectacular. Once again, don't forget tomorrow. It'll be uh, the last show of the week, but we're moving the Friday spread to Wednesday. Uh, we'll do that, and we'll also have our prop bet update, but most, mostly tomorrow, 
It'll be uh, the usual routine from the uh, bottom line tomorrow, along with the, uh, you know, I'll preview all the big college and NFL games for the next few days, starting on Thursday through Sunday. And uh, so, like I said, we're just moving the Friday show up a couple of days, hosted by Kalo, of course. All right, you're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castle Lux HD 2 100.7. All right, welcome back. Final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1016, Kiss Lux HD 2 100.7. This thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever, and whatever else slipped through the cracks. Also, our guest today, uh, our weekly fantasy football update with John McKechnie of rotowire.com. On Wednesday at 10.15, we'll preview the college football week, including Ohio State and Michigan. We'll talk with... Uh, with Bill Bender of the Sporting News, so uh, that'll be a big segment tomorrow. Also, Sound of the Day, courtesy of ESPN, Big uh, Big Ten Network, Fox, and also CBS. Special thanks, as always, to Kayla and Corey and Aaron. All right, quickly from the scoreboard from last night, the Chiefs dropped the ball again. Final score, Philadelphia 21, Kansas City 17. The Chiefs entered the game with the most drop passes in the NFL. They added five more drop passes last night including the deep ball in the final minute of the perfect throw that was Patrick Mahomes to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He dropped that, and basically with that play, cost me uh, you know opportunity to win our weekly pool that I'm in that I talk about a lot. And uh, we haven't won that pool on a weekly basis yet this year, and we've been in this pool for like 20 years, and I don't remember a week a year that we didn't win at least once. Uh, but that's been the case so far this year. We've done well. But we just can't win a week, and that drop pass that pretty much eliminated us winning this week. Meanwhile, the other drop passes were two from Tra- included two uh, two from Travis Kelsey, who also lost a fumble in the red zone, and Mahomes earlier had a red zone interception, and they lost by one score in spite of all that. Meanwhile, uh, Andy Reid lost for the first time in five meetings against his former team at Philadelphia. Also, Reed and Mahomes were 5-0 and zero straight up, coming off a bye before last night. The Andy Reid bye thing, I mean, he still has a good straight-up record against uh, with the bye, uh, coming off the bye, but his point spread thing has really taken a tumble. He's also been favored by a lot more points in these games when he's been in Kansas City than he has in his days in Philadelphia. Also, the, the people that are into the trends, they were losers last night. Last night, the ninth Super Bowl rematch the following season. Before last night, the Super Bowl winner the previous season was 6-2 and two straight up, but that also didn't happen last night. All right, Suns and Port, uh, host Portland tonight. DeAndre Ayton's return. The Suns fans hated him when he was here, so I'm guessing they're going to boo him tonight. Uh, the Suns opened a 13-point favorite. They're now down to 12 and a half. As far as Thursday in the NFL, Green Bay against Detroit. The first game, Detroit is 7.5-point favorite, total 47. Washington's at Dallas. Dallas an 11-point favorite. Dallas has proven they can beat the bad teams. Washington qualifies as a bad team. And uh, we'll preview this game and everything else tomorrow during the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. And uh, as we uh, you know go into the, uh, the, the Friday spread on a Wednesday, 
And then the final game on Thursday night is San Francisco and Seattle. And uh, San Francisco is six-and-a-half-point favorite. Pete Carroll did say yesterday he expects Geno Smith to play. But Pete Carroll and injury updates is not exactly something we've been able to believe on a consistent basis in the past, as I've pointed out many times for many years. Thursday in college football, the Egg Bowl. Uh, the games in, Hattie's, uh, in uh, Hattiesburg this year. No, Starkville. I'm sorry. I get my cities in Mississippi mixed up. My bad. It's in Starkville. Uh, they'll have those stupid cowbells out there. Uh, Mississippi State hosting Mississippi, Old Miss, and Lane Kiffin, 11-point road favorite in this game on Thursday night. All right, that's it for the Sports Zone for today. Uh, we'll be back once again tomorrow. Three hours tomorrow will be the Friday spread on a Wednesday. If you're just tuning in, we'll go through all the college and pro games of significance for the upcoming weekend. We'll also have our you know, Brian Blewis with our uh, weekly you know, uh, prop bet update. That'll be all tomorrow. And uh, that'll uh, we'll cover it all tomorrow. The Friday spread on a Wednesday. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.